Hello, and welcome everybody to the Culture Boulet Show. I'm your host, with the most, Sadiq Al-Tagani, a.k.a. Esther Izzo, coming to you live again with another episode of the Culture Boulet Show. The show about internet culture and urban culture. And, uh, yeah man, let's just get right into it, okay? R. Kelly. <laughs> R. Kelly has been... The talk of the fucking week everywhere. You know, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, Instagram, every hood, you know, hip hop, urban, you know, page or, you know, uh, Instagram profile or, you know, obviously black Twitter went ham on that shit. And they're just, they, they've, everyone's just dragging R. Kelly down in motherfucking mud. Over the whole, you know, surviving R. Kelly uh, documentary, and uh, so yeah, if anybody's cool, anybody's clueless about this, which I'm not fucking, I don't understand why you're clue, why you're clueless about it. So basically, R. Kelly, basically, okay, Lifetime has this docu series called Surviving R. Kelly, where they basically brought you know R. Kelly's sex victims. You know, alleged R. Kelly sex victims, sex workers, uh, sexual survivors, whatever you may you whatever you may call it, because I'm not sure what the right term is. And uh, they basically like they got these you know young girls. Uh, they kind of built the whole documentary about you know how R. Kelly manipulated them, you know, and how you know he approached them, and you know how he would you know get them in certain places. So that he can speak to them and persuade them to like, yo, you can live with me. I got you. Whatever you want, I can give it to you. But you basically have to be my fucking sex work. You know what I'm saying? That's that's basically, again, this is allegedly what they've said and what the series is about. And um, so basically, like, you know, the whole headline is obviously about, oh, my God. Oh, my God. R. Kelly is such an asshole. R. Kelly is this, R. Kelly is that. But the thing that people don't, like, the thing that kind of fucking baffles me is that what's new? <laughs> like, I get it. Like, okay, so we have, we don't necessarily have proof. Or, I don't know, technically, technically we do have proof because of the whole video that came out, like, 10 years ago, I guess, of R. Kelly pissing on that girl. But, um, and again, he, he obviously went to court and he's like, yeah, that's not me, blah, blah, blah. Kids got dismissed. And I guess, like, this is, you know, what, what what this documentary is doing is kind of like, yo, we're we're not letting this go. Like, this guy literally fucks underage girls, and he has sex workers in his fucking house. Like, what the fuck, right? So basically, like, what happened, um, like, what, what kind of stirred this up, or like, what made this even popular, is that... I, again, this is all my own speculation. Is like, if you th- if you think about it, like around mid twenty eighteen or like April May of twenty eighteen, like Spotify was, you know what? We're banning you know artists from certain playlists where they've been alleged sexual abusers or or whatnot, and this included R Kelly and XXX Tentacion and a couple of other people and. You know, everybody was like, what the fuck? Like, why are they doing this and blah, blah, blah. And then they they kind of, they kind of did that. And then they were like, you know what? 
sorry, we're going to put him back or whatever, right? So that was the first thing. And obviously, like, people, people still remember the whole thing. Like, the whole sexual abuse, the whole underage thing. Like, people were like, why is this? Why is this guy, like, you know, not dragged enough, basically? That's what, well, that's what they're saying. We want justice, right? And I think towards the end of 2018, um, more, I guess, celebrities started to talk about, you know, not celebrities, but like hip-hop artists, I guess, or R&B artists. Um, They kind of started to talk about, you know, how uh, R. Kelly was in a relationship with Aaliyah and they got secretly married, quote-unquote. And R. Kelly was like 30, Aaliyah was like 15, so... But again, like that was in whatever whatever state they got married in, that was apparently legal. So it wasn't underage marriage or whatever. But the whole thing was, why is R. Kelly in love with younger girls? Like he was 30 years old marrying a 15-year-old. And again, this was like secretly, that was a secret marriage at that time. And... um. This whole thing, you know, the whole, the whole, basically the whole, um, the whole rollout of this documentary, I think it was on point because I remember even like around 2017, uh, I guess R. Kelly was arrested or something or one of the sex workers, uh, that he had allegedly (laughs) the young sex workers that he had, uh, they basically called the police and they told them, Yo, this guy, you know, he got me in cap- held in captivity for so long. And I've been there just fucking him and whatever. And um, the thing is, like, that the most horrific thing about the whole situation isn't that nobody, you know, kind of reported on this enough or, you know, exp- you know exposed this guy. I mean, this guy, you know, this is going on for like 20 20- years some years you know and they have evidence and everything and this guy is still in the loose like he's not he's not backing up you know um i think the most horrific thing is definitely like the the small details that they say in that documentary i didn't watch it but um i just like you know i've i've saw i've seen certain you know footage uh, of it and basically they say like in you know they basically say that uh you know that's what you know the victims say is that he kind of you know if he likes someone if he likes you know a certain girl in a certain club or you know he likes a girl down the street or whatever you know he would go down there and he would like talk to her and be like hey hey little mama you want some extra cash why don't you hop in this car and come down to my crib you know like <laughs> he would just like smooth talk Again, this is with a fucking kid. Like, this guy, he's like 50-something years old at this point, I think. And, again, this is a grown-ass man. Like, I don't... The thing I don't get about R. Kelly is that... I mean, he's a good-looking guy. He's the king of R&B, right? Like, I mean, look. The first time I've ever heard of R. Kelly was because of that, right? Because of this whole allegation of him having underage sex and whatever. Like, the first time I've heard... Of a song of R. Kelly. I remember. I was like. Eight or seven or some shit. And he had this song with with Usher. That's. Uh, that's called Same Girl. And. 
The funny thing is, like, even that song is kind of a little bit weird, honestly, and creepy. Like, dog, you and your friend are fucking the same girl, right? And even the video was corny and all that shit, but I was like, I mean, he made that kind of stuff. Like, he made corny music, honestly. He made corny army music, but he also made great army music. Like, you know, he did the whole 12 parts of Trapped in the Closet. He did several songs. I mean, look, he's still... In my opinion, one of my one of my favorite R&B singers, always. Like I still listen to his music. Um, no, I'm not gonna stop because oh my god, there is a documentary about it, and we're just gonna like boycott him. No, okay. I'm gonna tell you why, right? Everyone knew this, okay. Everyone knew that that's what R. Kelly did. R. Kelly did that shit. It's not like it's new. It's not like oh my god, we have victims that are, that are speaking up like is is that is that what y'all needed like y'all needed victims we have video footage you have fucking video footage that he would he went to court you know so i wouldn't necessarily say like like look i i am with the with the victims and everything and you know obviously they must have suffered a lot of mental you know breakdowns because of that because like wow what the fuck and there are obviously some girls that they were cool with it they were like yo this guy is literally selling me my dream like he's literally giving me everything that i wanted and needed and you know i mean again that's what he does like that's how he manipulates those women like he's like you want a car i can get it for you you want to go to college i can you know what i'm saying like whatever it is it's done right but the thing is, um, you know, I, there's even like certain artists that have worked with him before. Like uh, there's this video of Damon Dash, you know, from who who was managing uh, Jay-Z back when Rockefeller was like, he was part of Rockefeller. There's this video of him basically saying like Jay-Z didn't want to work with R. Kelly because of the whole situation. And he was kind of like backing out. That's why they they didn't go on tour. Because he was like, I can't tour with someone that's, you know, they have that sort of alleged uh, thing against them. Because at that time, it was still alleged. And then they got the footage and everything. And even Jay-Z, like, he was kind of uncomfortable doing the Best of Both Worlds, you know, album. And um, I saw an interview. He was like, you know, that album was legendary because... You know, it had hip-hop and R&B coming together. And, you know, you could say at that time, they're arguably the kings of their own respective genre. Like, Jay-Z was king of hip-hop. R. Kelly, king of R&B. So it was kind of a cool thing to do. But still, like, you know, people worked with him. Like, people worked with him afterwards. So that's the thing. Like, why is everyone at this point having an outbreak? I think that's the... Because it's just the cool thing to do. Everyone's like, oh my god. Everyone's having an outbreak. Let me have an outbreak. You know, people ain't got shit to do. Again, this isn't necessarily news to me. This isn't something that's new. I've known this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of knew him. I knew of this. I knew of this situation even before I've heard his music. You know, again, I've first song I listened to him was Same Girl with Usher. Right? And I've known this situation before because a lot of people kind of like parried it. They kind of make a parody about it in movies or shows or whatever. Even in in the Boondocks, they had an episode about it. So yeah, like 
this whole thing kind of is like his reputation precedes him. There's a lot of people that know about R. Kelly even before his music. So that's kind of like, you know, that's my take on the whole R. Kelly thing. And I really want to transition with this uh, R. Kelly thing to the Kevin Hart because I think they're kind of similar. So the whole, look, the whole Kevin Hart thing, you know, he made a joke, which it wasn't really funny, okay? I'm not a fucking, look, Kevin Hart is hit or miss, but he's more about miss, 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 and then hit, right? I'm not like, I don't find Kevin Hart really hilarious. Like, I don't watch his movies, I don't watch his stand-up, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> Like, I'm not laughing out loud for fucking Kevin Hart, right? I'm a fan of him. I would say an, an occasional fan. Because I don't find him so fucking funny. Everyone's like, oh my god, this guy's hilarious, blah, blah, blah. He's not really that funny, right? He's not like a fucking Cat Williams or Dave Chappelle. That kind of funny. Or even Eddie Murphy. You know what I'm saying? He's alright. He's an occasional laughing comedian. But he's not a constant type of guy where whatever he does, it's fucking funny. Right? So the whole Kevin Hart thing. Kevin Hart makes a not so funny joke in 2009. Where he kind of joked about if he finds his son to be gay, he would hit him. Right? He would go outside and hit and hit his kid, right? I guess 2009, that was funny to some people. I personally did not find it funny, nor did I nor did I find it offensive. Or I just was like, whatever, it's just a tweet, right? So obviously, you know, internet trolls, people who don't have a fucking life, they dig up this fucking tweet, right? They dig it up and they're like, hmm, you know what? This is fucking offensive. I'm going to tell everyone about it. And I'm going to expose Kevin Hart. Now, Kevin Hart is supposed to host the the Oscars for this year, right? Tweet gets blown out of proportion. Everyone's seen it. And the Oscars are like, or the Academy is like, you know what? This is fucking disrespectful. Okay? And... Again, like why like why did they think or why did they think that this is disrespectful? Obviously because all the media fucking all the media channels, all the internet, you know, the vice news and whatever, everyone's like, Oh my god, what does Kevin Hart mean by this? And again, like Kevin Hart he even said like, yo, I've actually I've actually said sorry a couple times before. You know, in several, you know, press junkets or whatever, I've said sorry about it a couple times. I don't want to say sorry again, right? So everyone on the internet is like, yo, he didn't say sorry. He didn't apologize. He didn't do anything. Even after it was exposed, why didn't he make a comment? And he's like, again, I have said sorry before. I'm not going to say sorry again. If you want to see me say sorry, go back to the old shit that I said sorry on. And there you go. So I guess people, they kind of were like, oh my God, this guy obviously is not backing out. He's not saying sorry. That means he doesn't mean it. He's not like, um, he's not like you know, obviously, uh, you know, taking it back or whatever. I'm just like, really, guys. Like, this is really what's bothering you today. Like, I really want to go to certain people and be like, is this really what's bothering you today? 
Out of all the things in the world, this is what's bothering you. Kevin Hart saying a not-so-funny gay joke. Well, it's not really a gay joke. It's against... Well, it's more like... It's more of an anti-gay... Anti-gay people joke. But whatever, I digress. So, again, like, you know, he, he went on Ellen. He went on, you know... I forgot who the guy is, but he went on Good Morning America. I forgot who the black guy's name, but whatever. Um, he went on that show and he he's like, you know what? I'm not going to talk about this. I'm not going to give it more energy. I think I gave it enough energy and I'm done for it now. I'm doing new things. I'm doing Jumanji 2 or whatever. And the thing is, is look, I get it that we're such like, I think we're in a very fucking sensitive society today. I, th- I think it's sensitive everywhere, not just in the US. Like people think the US is sensitive. I think everywhere is fucking sensitive. Okay, so the thing is, is I mean, obviously someone like Kevin Hart, he's big. He's the king of comedy, right? He makes the most money out of all comedians because he's big, right? He makes millions and millions and millions of, you know, dollars in movies like the uh, the Jumanji movie made like almost a billion. You know, he got a second, you know, he got a sequel coming out for it. And he makes like a bazillion fucking film every single year. Like he makes couple for netflix couple are like you know international releases or whatever so he's a busy man he's 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 a star right so shit like this obviously can you know can fuck him up you know professionally and mentally and whatever and um again like this costed him hosting the oscars and again like on ellen he's like yo this was my dream to host the fucking oscars and just like you know, be one of the one of the few African Americans that can you know go up stage and host and do all that shit, and it was gone just like that because of a of a fucking tweet, guys, of a fucking tweet can destroy him. And again, like okay, we all make mistakes, like we all make fucking mistakes. How do we show growth? Is that we look back at certain stuff and be like, damn, that's fucking cringy. That's how we show growth. But apparently, like we can't grow. Because everyone's, and again, like, this is the whole thing with social media. You know, everything is documented. All the way you can really do it is delete everything that you had. But again, like, someone as big as him, people probably have screenshots of, like, certain tweets that he's done. So it's not really gone forever. I mean, someone like Future, someone like whatever, like, every few months, they just delete everything that they've posted. So it's like... You can't really do what you want when you're that big and you're that big of a star. And, you know, especially, again, we're such a fucking, we're living in such a fucking sensitive society nowadays. Everyone's triggered. Everyone's offended by anything. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I feel like it's, it's honestly shitty. You know, again, like this guy was so close. Oscars are like right there. I think they're like next month or some shit. So, again, like, for this shit to be blown out of proportion for him is is fucking shitty, you know? And, uh, yeah, man, it's been kind of weird. It's been a weird two weeks of January, I would say. You know what I'm saying? I think it's been, like, a lot of weird shit that's happening. For me, for everyone, or whatever. You know, again, I woke up this morning, and the worst news, bro, the fucking worst news happened. Lil Uzi is apparently quitting music. 
Yo, man, this... Oh, my God. I was like, why? Why is this happening? Why is this fucking happening? Why, bro? Like... Yo, I was like literally gearing... I was like gearing up for his album, whatever. You know, Eternal I Take. I was like, yo, this guy is gonna like... This album is gonna be amazing. You know? Because all the, all the leaked songs, all the... You know, all the casual drops or the Lucy tracks or whatever that he's been doing, like Everything Lit and The Rich Forever, Freestyle, you know, leaked song. And Introvert and Dolly and all those songs, bro. They were like so fucking amazing. And now this guy's like, I'm quitting music, you know. So I was like, man, this sucks. Like... I get like he's he's obviously like he's done with his label. He's like, bro, I signed to this fucking label, and they're they don't wanna you know they don't want to um, drop my music like I want to. Like even with Love Is Rage too. Like he said, you know, he wanted to drop that earlier, but they were like, nah, we're gonna push it for September or or August or whatever, and then they you know they dropped it at that time. But he wanted to drop it earlier, right? Because he dropped, you know, Exo True Life and all that shit. But, uh, goddamn Atlantic, why? Why? You know? And and look at him now. He's like, fuck it. I, I don't even want to uh, drop any more music. Fuck y'all. But um, that sucks, man. I can't like this whole industry, you know, honestly, it fucks up artists. You know, Prince said that. You know, Michaels, they, they all said that shit. They were like... Industry does not work for the artist. It works for making money, you know? So, I don't know why, though. Like, Uzi's hot. Like, if the art, if the fucking label has any fucking brains, they would understand. Like, Uzi's hot, you know? Anything that he drops, it fucking makes money, obviously, right? I mean, last year, the whole Spotify, you know, year in review thing, like, he, he was streamed a billion times. Get that a billion times. The guy didn't drop a single fucking album. He technically dropped one song. So think about that a billion times. And he dropped obvi- like he was obviously featured and whatever. But like think about the, the the strength of his fans. I mean, again, I was really. I mean, I kind of took Uzi seriously because he dropped like, like when he dropped Love Is Rage Two, it sold more than a hundred and fifty thousand first week. I was like, wow, because I was like. Man, these these new new uh, generation rappers like they're not they're not selling like you know you know back uh, niggas back in the nineties or two thousands whatever you know they used to sell a million or two hundred or like two hundred k first two days or some shit like but he sold that like that that's obviously decent technically that was his first album but um yeah I was like. You know, I was I was really caught off guard with that album. It had several uh, highlights that that I loved, but uh, yeah, man. And even you know, after Uzi, uh, Slim Jimmy's like, you know what? I'm also quitting Ray Shremmert. I mean, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> the year just fucking started. I get it. Like, okay, it's been again. Like the reason why I have to say it's been a weird ass week. Okay, so the whole fucking week, the whole of last week, it's been fucking windy. It's it's I wouldn't say it's negative vibes, but they're kind of negative, but they're like 
how I see negative vibes is that they're not fucking positive, right? You know what I'm saying? If there's nothing positive happening, in my opinion, it's negative. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when when this week started, I was like, hmm, this is interesting. Like, this is weird. Um, you know, I, I kind of wanted to, like, fix my whole sleep. Because, again, like, with the whole New Year's resolutions, I was so pumped. I was like, I got to fix my sleep first. You know what I'm saying? I got to fix my sleep so I can do everything early. So I tried to do it from Saturday to Sunday, and that shit fucked up. <laughs> Like quickly, like I, I slept in the middle and I woke up I, and I, I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to do whatever for this day. So I, I just waited until the weekend. I was like, I'm going to do it again in the weekend so I can have my cheat day and I can stay up and eat and have energy. <laughs> I Like I fucking feel pathetic, like thinking about that shit. Cause I'm like, that shit sounds pathetic. Like, you know what I'm saying? But whatever, that was, that was my mindset at that time. So I did it during the weekend and. I completed it, but I felt like a fucking asshole. You know what I'm saying? I was like, bro, I feel like a pig because I ate so much, honestly, right? I ate so much. I kind of I kind of felt bad, honestly. I had like six slices of fucking cake. I had a bazillion chips. I just ate so much, you know? And, I, and I'm, I'm still full while I'm recording this fucking episode. But anyways, um, so yeah, I mean... Back to the whole Ray Shremmerd Slim Jimmy thing. Um, he, like, Sway Lee did tweet earlier, uh, you know, earlier in this year, he was like, whatever rumors you guys are saying about me splitting from Ray Shremmerd, they're false. We're still working on another Ray Shremmerd album. And, uh, again, like Slim, G- like, Slim Jimmy posted them last night, uh, and then he deleted them. I don't know why. Again, like basically the tweets are like, "Okay, guys, y'all won," right? Which basically is the same way that Offset, you know, introduced this whole thing where he broke up with Cardi B, and he was like, "You know, you guys won. I'm splitting up. Uh, you know, obviously you guys love Sway Lee more because he's more of a mainstream guy. He's had hits, whatever." And I get like the reason why he's doing this, in my opinion, I think is that everyone's been alluding to this uh, split since forever. Because like Sway Lee is obviously the guy uh, who broke out way further than Slim Jimmy because I get like Sway Lee sings. <laughs> That's the thing. Like he sings, he's, he's on different artists' hooks. He's had several, you know, Billboard hits. You know, the Unforgettable song and all that shit. And he's obviously, you know, he's just a little bit more known than Slim Jimmy. So he's like, you guys, fuck y'all. You know, you wanted Slim Jimmy. You got Slim Jimmy. The Ray Shermer is no more. Fuck y'all, right? Um, It's honestly sad because I feel like they go together perfectly. Because Slim Jimmy is the guy who's good with the hooks. Not, wait, not Slim Jimmy. Sway Lee is the guy with the hooks. Um, Slim Jimmy is more of like the rapper kind of guy. If I would compare him to like a duo or whatever, I know they're not supposed to be compared to them, but like Outkast, right? So you look at Outkast. Big Boy is obviously the guy who's more about the, the rapping, right? He's more serious about it. He's more like, you know what? I'm going to take this rap shit seriously. And obviously it was like Southern hip-hop shit where he's talking about Cadillacs and all that shit. 
And Andre in the beginning, he wasn't singing much, so he's kind of toe-to-toe with Big Boy, like they're rapping along or whatever, but Big Boy was obviously better. But then, you know, in AT Aliens, or not in AT Aliens, I would say Aquemini or whatever, um, Andre is more about the hook guy. He was more about rap. He was he's more about <clears throat> singing more and doing all that shit. And he just like he was he's just he was so good at rapping that he just like like fuck it right. So um, so that's kind of what you know the whole situation with Ray Shremer is. That's why everyone's like, are you guys breaking up? Because Swaley's kind of a more he's got more tricks up his sleeves, right? He can sing. He has amazing cooks. Uh, He's also a songwriter. Like he wrote for Beyonce. You know, I forgot what song he wrote for. But whatever, like he he works, you know, for other, um, you know, mainstream artists. And, you know, he obviously, you know, again, he's more popular. Like a lot of people are like, who the fuck is Slim Jimmy? Like he doesn't have a song with another artist that have, you know, topped a billboard or whatever but um i don't know man it's sad honestly what a sad fucking week <laughs> what a sad week for january i ju- i really hope this next week is is fucking better it's been windy it's been fucking cold ever since my birthday it's been cold i don't know why but yeah it's been cold it's been really really you know dull honestly like there's no sunlight but uh i just really hope for another you know new week and guys, stop breaking up. Like, honestly, like it's it's you know again like the whole little Uzi thing. It really fucked up my day. Honestly, like I love Uzi. For God, I love him. I always listen to him. He's really one of my inspirations. Like he, this guy, again, everyone was like, this guy sucks. He's whatever. He's not gonna be. Uh, he's not gonna be popular for the next you know year or whatever. And he proved them wrong. He he had he had an amazing debut album. Uh, he got serious about rapping. Like you can see it in a lot of his fucking songs. You know they've he's been really you know into rapping. You know what I'm saying? So it's really sad to see that. And also another sad thing: what the fuck, John Bezos or Jim Bezos, whatever the fuck your name is, the guy who made Amazon. You know what I'm saying? Richest guy in the world has 140 billion dollars, and he's divorcing his wife why 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 would you share half of your fucking hard-earned fortune with this what oh my you know that shit that shit honestly pissed me off so much you guys don't understand you know what i really hate i hate this whole thing where you have to split shit with your wife that shit fucking like that shit makes no fucking sense in my my head right Think about it, right? You you working, you work hard all your fucking life, doing what you love, cutting hours, working over hours for shit, just to like make this money and get this fame or whatever, and you fall in love with a bitch, and you love the bitch so much that you want to marry her and put a ring on her, and start a family with her, right? And then. Afterwards, you're like, you know what? I don't love this bitch no more. Or she says, I don't love this nigga no more. And then y'all niggas divorce. And then, boom! Split everything. 
Do you know how fucking insane that... Do you know how insane that sounds, in my opinion? Like, think about it. Like, I get, like, no offense, no... <laughs> I get, like, if, if the woman, obviously, like, you know, if he's abusive, if he's whatever, sure, divorce. But don't give me that, oh, my God, I don't love him no more bullshit. Do not fucking give me that. Because that shit makes no sense. If you guys loved each other, that you would marry each other. Then why the... Like, be committed. Be committed all the fucking way. Why the fuck would you... In the middle of the way, you're like, you know what? Mm, I don't love this guy. This kind of reminds me of a joke. Uh, I think... Uh, I forgot who said it. But they basically said this joke about being a half a fag. Right? And it's basically like... The joke is about... Okay, so... You have, you know, your best friend or whatever. And, you know, he's kind of cute, whatever. And he's like, you know what? Let me suck your dick. And then you let him suck your dick. And then he's like, hmm, I really like this. And he's like, do you like this? And then, like, while he's asking you that, you kind of think and you're like, hmm, you know what? I don't like this shit, right? Half a fucking fag. You know what I'm saying? I forgot who said that joke, but that, like, basically, in my opinion, that's kind of relevant to, like, it's kind of relevant towards, you know, divorcing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, yo, look, you loved each other to the point of marrying each other and signing a fucking contract. Why would you fall short and not commit all the way through? Like, again, like, why? You know what I'm saying? One of the signs of being a failure is that you don't commit all the way through. Like, you start something, you don't end it. That's kind of like what marrying is. And that's why, like, again, in my opinion, not everyone should marry. Not everyone. You could just fall in love with a bitch and be like, you know what? I like this bitch. You know what I'm saying? But I don't like her to the point where I would spend my whole life with her. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, again, like, marriage and divorce, they're really, really, really serious things. And if you, again, if you're not, if you're not that kind of guy who has commitments or who has the ability to commit to something, has discipline to stay faithful, then don't fucking do it. It's simple. If you, if you are that, then all power to you, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like, a huge percentage of men, they can't stay committed to a woman or please a woman or love a woman all the way through. And uh, again, man, is it Jeff Bezos? I think it's Jeff Bezos. That's his name. He looks like he, he has the most punchable face there is. Um, but he has a fucking fortune. How do you make that much money of a fucking, um, of a fucking website? Honestly. Like, Bill Gates doesn't have that much money. And he has a fucking software that goes on computers, you know, that people use. But Amazon isn't really... Amazon... The thing is, like, Amazon doesn't really sell anything. But it's almost like a gateway to sell it to things. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like the middleman. It's like, here's the product. And here is the buyer. And we're basically just linking you guys, you know? But anyways... um. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Culture Boulet Show. And I shall see you guys in the next one. Peace out.